Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Fan Afternoon Show. Scott Grodsky and Sam Schmitz. Now we have the honor and the privilege of being joined by one of the titans of Milwaukee sports broadcasting, journalism, really just Milwaukee in general. Kevin Holden, CBS 58 Sports Director, joining us on Election Day, a day that I, I know firsthand uh, you and I have a, a ton to, to do. We're really big focal points today. You, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you how, how uh, popular we are. In the sentence that you were introducing me there, uh, I had two people uh, asking me a question uh, at the exact time that you introduced me. So I hope you didn't say anything bad about me. Because uh, I didn't hear it. Um, <laughs> fair, fair enough. All right, well, I, I will. I will add now to it. It is not only Titan of Milwaukee sports uh, broadcasting, but also political analyst, sports director, and Brewers play-by-play for Telemundo Wisconsin. Kevin Holden joining us. Kevin, how you doing? Scott, <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Uh, you know, it's it, the honestly, the sports talk model is the model for everything at this point, isn't it? I mean, that's. What what uh, what you're doing in that room has become what all of us do uh, in, in in all walks of life. Really, it's uh, it, but it's fantastic. You guys still do it better than anybody else in that room, and uh, I am happy to be sitting at our uh, director of photography's desk. Uh, chatting with you in the all 58 conversation right here. I just feel like you're sitting next to me right now. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, we're making up for lost time over those two years that we weren't uh, able to be in the building uh, together. But uh, let, let's let's dive into some Brewers baseball right now. I think that's uh, sort of the hot-button topic across Wisconsin sports as they're getting ready for a pretty big week, not only the two games against the Rays, but the Cardinals and the Dodgers coming up. We were talking yesterday about levels of concern. Sam and I were both at like a, a five, maybe a six where are you at after everything that's happened over the last week, starting with the trade and ending with, you know, losing five of six to the Reds and Pirates? You know, usually I'm the guy that, that's that's talking people down off the concern ledge. Usually I'm, I, I lean a little more optimistic, but I'm not going to be that way this time. Uh, I think your five or six is about right. Uh, and it's, look, it, it, there's a, a part of it that has to do with losing a great uh, chip, a great piece in Josh Hader. Despite what you get back, you lose something that you know you have. You lose a fit in the clubhouse. You lose someone that, you know, you know what they can give you uh, in key games down the stretch. And, and Taylor Rogers could very possibly be that same person or at least close to that same person. Or not. You don't know. He's come in from a different time zone, a different clubhouse, a different background. And that's going to be one concern right there. Another is Devin Williams has been very effective in the eighth. It could and probably should translate to the ninth, but that's also not a guarantee. 
which means the Brewers could end up with a little scramble in the back end. Maybe Rodgers has to close games or, you know, however that works out. Uh, there could be some issues on that front. There is uh, the, the other thing that was just concerning to me, and, and Sam, you know, can tell you about it, because I sat in the chair that you're sitting in now. I was there last week and last Tuesday. They were in Pittsburgh getting ready to face the Pirates, and, and Sam is just playing player after player after player, and just the tone, the body language, everything that was there was was very deflated. Not that that will last 162 games, but if the Cardinals are going to be this team and give the Brewers this run, then two bad weeks could be the difference between the title and second place. So I, I don't think it's over by any means. You know, I know they use the term done club. It's not that, but uh, I, yeah, I, it's a bit of a concern to me. I, I think they needed to win some games and win them fairly soon and gain some momentum so that those home games that they have 20 of their last 26 will actually mean something. Sorry, I got distracted by realizing that you have first pick in the uh, draft mockery, uh, and I'm not super thrilled about the, uh, the category I picked for us anymore. That was a mistake on my part. Anyway, um, back to back to Brewers, though. Is that something that's as simple as win a couple of games and that's done? Because I, I know exactly what you're talking about with the players. Devin Williams, obviously, is the one that jumps out the most. That was, I, it, was it was depressing looking at his body language. Does that go away if they win two games against the Rays? Does it go away if they win two of three against the Cardinals? That's it would it would go a ways toward doing it. I don't know if it wipes it clean, but it would at least answer the question to these guys about being able to stay competitive. Because in in all of the different perspectives that you have on the hater trade, if you're in the front office, you're thinking about the future. You're thinking about getting some sort of return for a guy you know you can't sign. If you're in the fan base, you're ready to torch things. But if you're a player. Your job is to win in 2022. You, you are trying to make the playoffs and win when you get there. And to have a key piece taken away is tough because it does lead to that uncertainty. So I, I think wins do help. I think if they win four or five this week, then you can start to you know throw the, a, a couple of layers over this. It's not that it heals everything, but it's that the players can live in the moment you know, they're competing, and if they're back in first place, you know, after beating the Cardinals a couple of games, they can they can start to turn that thing around because that's the, the thing is it it was amazing how small the edge was in that division. It's amazing how little margin they had. They, and how quickly they, you know, they it throw went away. a bad pitch to Brian Reynolds uh, on a Wednesday, and then, then Matt Bush throws a wild pitch on a Thursday, and by the weekend, they're in second place. Like, mm-hmm. that's incredible. So, yeah, I think a few wins would help. I think it goes maybe halfway toward getting them there. As you start looking towards this final two months, and hopefully for the Brewers a playoff run as well, I think there are a decent amount of pieces we know what to expect. We know what to expect from the starting pitching. We know what to expect from Hunter Renfro at this point. I think at this point you can say it's safe to say you know what to expect from Christian Yelich out of the leadoff role. What's your x-factor who is your x-factor for this team i know who mine is but what what's the player that you think could make an impact that we're not necessarily ready for right now yeah i guess that with that qualifier it takes for me it takes hunter renfro out because i feel like there's an expectation that hunter renfro hits for power and and so if we're going sort of past that that level of things then you got to find somebody else who can who can get to that spot wow that's a that is an interesting question i would say the person that they that the Brewers probably need to turn it around the most uh, would be Willie Adamas. If he could get back to, to his form of last year, that would mm-hmm. 
obviously it gives them another bat in the middle of the order. That'd be fantastic. I'm with you. Yelich is not the guy that uh, that he was before, nor do I think he'll pop into 2018 form in the near future. Um, yeah, Adamas is probably that guy. Colton Wong maybe could be that guy, somebody up the middle, because there's not a lot of other you know, spots around. I mean, McCutcheon's already been depended on quite a bit by this team, and Rowdy Tellez is a centerpiece. So it's, it's weird. It's an offense that has struggled at times this year, but doesn't have a lot of obvious fixes either. Like if you could just turn back the clock on Yelich, that's an obvious fix. But I don't know beyond that. That's, that's the thing is that especially with no trades for a bat, uh, they're just kind of where they were looking for a good run offensively. And it has been better since the All-Star break. But much. yeah, I don't, I don't know how much better they can be. Yeah, see, it's it's funny to me. I I think the X factor I'm looking at still is Keston Hira, and we'll see how long he stays up here. Because uh, part of him being an X factor involves him getting a chance to be. But obviously, we saw what he can do the past couple of days, and we saw what he could do in 2020. And I I think that's one who you get production out of that from the nothing that it was when he was in the minors. I I think that can reshift the way you look at the the lineup a little bit if you can get some consistent hitting out of him. But if, of course, is the uh, the big question. You got a little time for some Packers, too? Man, let's do it. It's uh, not only Telemundo, Wisconsin for uh, for Brewers games on Sundays, but also Packers preseason. Uh, have you done the uh, the deep dive yet? I <laughs> started the deep dive, and, and and it always gets looks. So so what Scott's talking about is the, the preparation for uh, for the Packers preseason, even more so now than it was a couple of years ago is learning all of this information about guys that you're going to know information about for three weeks and probably not again, because a lot of those guys either don't make the roster or end up not playing a significant role. I mean, if a, if a player is a star player, they're probably not playing now in the preseason and the, the way it's done these days. So I end up doing all kinds of research about the, the joke is miles white and Joel Buono and those guys. So, yeah, I, hey, mean, I covered Buonio in college. There's nothing wrong with Joel Buonio. There you go. There you go. So that that was somebody you and I could uh, we could converse about. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sort of hoping that that we see a lot of Romeo Dubs just because there's been enough buzz around him that I can actually do something with him. But there's that bottom half of that Packers roster as it stands right now. I am going to need to cram some information in between now and Friday in San Francisco. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, it, it can be a thankless job. I'm not sure everyone realizes, you know, everyone's excited to see what Romeo Dobbs looks like and even Samori Toure, and you're looking to see what Jordan Love is going to do when he finally gets to have a healthy preseason. But you're you're still in there when there's five minutes to go in the fourth quarter and you're looking at a fourth-string lineup. But uh, what, what are you looking forward to on, on Friday's game? Is it really just, I mean, it, it seems like to everyone – Jordan Love is going to be the one under the microscope. Yeah, I think that's your that's your answer there. And it's unfortunately because there aren't a lot of starters playing kind of around the league in the preseason, it's not the best barometer of, of what Jordan Love can do. But you know how it is. It's the same way it is in practice. If, if Love connects on a couple of really pretty-looking throws, if he takes care of business on a drive or two, then you know, then you have something to work with. You have something to buzz about, and and that really is the most important thing. If you can get Jordan Love to uh, in, against the whatever 49ers defense is on the field, if you can get him to look impressive for a couple of drives, you have video. You and I can show it. Then you know, in the week after, leading up to the second preseason game. So that's that's probably number one. And 
you know, number two is just just seeing the guys again. Family night, uh, now that family night's become a practice, it really it doesn't move the needle for me the way it used to. That first preseason game is that first time that, that at least you're going through the motions of it. It may not be the same guys, but at least it's the same game. And, uh, and that, you know, through the, through the lens, that looks pretty good to me at this point. I know Aaron Rodgers said today, obviously he's not going to be playing in week one of the preseason, but I know he said today that he thinks it's kind of a waste to play just one series in the preseason. If he's going to play, he wants to go for a couple of series, maybe a quarter. Do you think that we see him at all in the preseason? And do you think that we should see him at all in the preseason? Because it, I, I get it on both sides. You don't want the guy to get hurt. And last year, obviously, it was a great team that still won the NFC and was in shape to make a real run. On the flip side of things, one of their bad games, their worst game, was week one when they looked like a team that didn't play anyone in the preseason and looked like they were in their preseason. Yeah, and, and for that reason, I, I feel like when you talk about the should, I, I kind of feel like you should uh, they, for a couple of reasons. They, the slow starts maybe get a little bit better if you're in some sort of action in the preseason. Again, not against the first-team defense probably, but it's something in a game situation. And the other part is, I think for the first time that I can remember with Rodgers, there's so much unsettled at the receiver position. It would be kind of nice to see him go through something that's different. I know that going against the Packers' defense in practice has been good for him because the Packers' defense is an elite-level defense. They're great, but uh, it would be nice to do that against someone else who you don't see every day, who you don't know their tendencies. And that, that I think, is where the – the biggest uh, difference comes in those joint practices against the saints can be part of the situation. But I think the idea of uh, doing this in a game situation, fans in the stands against somebody else would be meaningful. I, now that's the should I answer that to the uh, will he part. No, I don't think Rogers will take a single preseason snap. And uh, to the point where I'm not going to do any, any of my research about Rogers. I feel like I know him pretty well. Yeah. I think he should be good. Uh, if he surprises you and comes in, I, I tend to agree. I don't, I don't think he's going to play in the preseason. I would like to see him play two series, three series, uh, depending on, you know, how those series go. But uh, you got time for a little draft mockery. Draft mockery. All right, let's uh, let, let, let's right. send it over to the uh, most important part of this show, and really any show in the continental United States. That's Bart singing about draft mockery. Come on now and try to understand the way this yeah. popcorn feels in my hand. Take yeah. a scoop and put it in your mouth, and eat yeah. some now. Yes, eat yeah. some now. Yes, eat yeah. some now. Ow, 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 ow. Gourmet nights, popcorn. I mean nights. Gourmet popcorn. They've got caramel corn and sweet cherry corn and double cheddar cheese. Double cheddar cheese. Double. Yeah. Yeah. You have some nights. Gourmet popcorn. Try that nights. Gourmet popcorn. Cherry sweet corn or Milwaukee mix. You gotta have nights gourmet popcorn. Yeah. 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 You guys have the Colton Wong one, or the the hero one. I'm sorry, the the Homer from uh, Sunday. No, I I, I will. Work out. Is that on your Twitter? 
No, I, I got to go find it. I don't know if it's posted anywhere, but basically the, the word tag game became a 12-second thing on that broadcast. <laughs> All right. Well, if you can find us, if you can find it for us, Kevin, or uh, find a way to send it to us, we will definitely use it. <laughs> it was, it's the reason I'm still hoarse on Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Scott Grotsky, what time is it? Uh, it is draft mockery time, and it is brought to you by Night's Gourmet Popcorn, providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Mention 1250 AM The Fan for 20% off. With a recap of yesterday's incredibly disappointing results, here's yeah. Sam Schmitz. All right, yesterday, in order to honor the man Leroy Butler, we drafted other Wisconsin Hall of Famers. Couldn't draft the man himself due to recency bias. Tim Allen ended up winning the draft with 39% of the vote. I finished in second with 36%. Scott Grotsky, you finished in third with 25%. The standings now are in draft mockery. I'm in first place with 11.5 wins. Toby Altizer in second place with six. Overlapping, Kevin Holden is Tim Allen, who moves into third place now with four victories. And Kevin Holden only trailing by half a game because him and I know Tim Shea and what he wants in a woman better than himself. Therefore, we have a half game each. Uh, Tim Shea, as we mentioned, is behind Kevin Holden with three victories. Bart Winkler, Stephanie Sutton, uh, both with two. And then Evan Heffelfinger, Adam Roberts, and Scott Grodsky. You all have one each. The draft order for today. Kevin, you will have the first pick. Scott, you will go second. I will go third. And um, today's draft was apparently inspired by kevin holden who i didn't know until scott told me is a big fan of the office so scott grotsky decided to you know suggest why don't we draft characters from the office so that's what we'll be doing today i feel like i'm at a little bit of a disadvantage i've seen many episodes of the office haven't seen every episode and can't quote every scene like everybody but as sometimes you have to do in draft mockery i will suck it up and i will do my best i'm gonna do what's best for my team as they say in uh, draft day. As we get ready for Thursday's draft mockery. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thursday, Kevin, we'll be doing uh, Coach Clichés with Bart Winkler. And we will once again be reading it, uh, all the teams in one sentence, as if it is a full answer. Oh, I love that. That that worked so well with the GM stuff. That was one of the funniest things I'd ever heard. It was almost scary how well it worked. But, yeah, we'll be doing, we'll be doing Coach Clichés on Thursday. All right, Kevin Holden, you have the first pick in today's draft mockery of office characters. What will you be taking? So, I, it's, it's funny because with the number one pick, you don't get a chance to show your uh, depth of knowledge of the office because the office is one guy, and he is Beyonce always. Uh, so <laughs> there, there is no question that Michael Scott is number one on the list. And if anyone doubts that, get out of my off five. <laughs> All right. Fair yeah, enough. And, I, and I think it's a pretty clear one-two, which is yeah. not great for Sam, who both doesn't know the office and doesn't have the second pick. But uh, you know, I, I want to say like Bears beats Michael Scott, but it's you know not actually Dwight saying it. So I don't know. I'll take Dwight anyway. Fair enough. Well, I have a question for you. What is the best type of bear? And I'll be going with the man who asked the question, <laughs> which apparently caused Dwight to say identity theft is a joke. I'll be going Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. There you go. Jim Halpert for my third pick. Give me that smirking you-know-who who who ended up turning out to be a superhero, and now he's like in a bunch of other movies. Yeah, I'm sorry, by the way, for for whatever it's worth to anyone, and and we might might actually get calls on The Office because, you know, it's The Office, 414-677-1250. Jim Halpert is not a good guy, and I would not have have taken Jim Halpert 
at the 12th pick in this thing. Fair enough. All right, uh, Kevin Holden, back to you for your second pick in office characters. So I, so I have to depend. This is one of those uh, pick with your audience in mind. I have to depend on the audience to understand the intricacies of the office because to me there is a, an overwhelming pick here for those who are hardcore fans of the office. I'm going to go with it. Please and I don't. might end up getting – I might lose the draft right here. But Creed Bratton – Creed. I love Creed. I don't know much of The Office, but I do love Creed. Yeah, Creed, Creed was going to go fifth. And I, I – that that's – it wasn't losing Michael Scott that bothered me that you had the one pick. It was knowing that I wasn't going to get Creed at five. That, that really yep. – that was Scott's had a tough time. Thankfully, yeah. he gets the first pick tomorrow. Was, but Tim was taking all of his picks yesterday. Tim took my third and my fourth round picks yesterday. Yeah. And, and now you're doing was, the I same. Mean, Creed, Creed is my favorite character in the office. Yeah. Dwight is the right pick at two, but Creed is the best character in the show. <laughs> oh right. man. Um, mm, I'll go Stanley. Stanley, shove it up your. You know what? All right. Um, I feel like I might surprise you guys here with my second pick. Um, this might surprise you seeing how I don't know every episode of The Office, but I do love me some Will Ferrell. So with my second pick, give oh, me sure. D'Angelo Vickers for my wow. second pick. Yeah, That's how, how about that? One of the that? best scenes in the, in the entire run <laughs> is when he is broken out of the hospital after he's hurt himself and he's babbling incoherently and they're dragging him away, <laughs> and John Krasinski is laughing so hard he can't stop in this very serious scene. They have him so cracked up that he's, he has his head down, and you can still see that he's laughing. It's amazing. I need Kevin, I need like a, like a play-by-play of you watching every Office episode because I feel like you do a great job of commentary. I think Scott does better, actually. Oh, really? All right. Dual, dual action. You know, you can be the play-by-play, and Scott can be the color analyst. How about that? That works. But Kevin, it so, is it is back to you for your third pick for office characters. Yeah, and 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 it's um, you know, it, sometimes I think you you pick characters you have a lot in common with, and, uh, <laughs> and and I don't know if there's anyone in this show that I have more in common with than someone that shares my name and my propensity yep. to eat. Kevin Malone. <laughs> You have chili with you too while you're at it. Oh, this, oh, it, it this draft is going exactly how I was fearing it was going to go. This is yeah. uh, Kevin is going to win this by a mile, probably. But Scott, mm. it is your third pick. I just, I just saw yourself. something on one of the best characters. I'm, I'm trying to do my research now in the middle of our draft. How one of the best characters is Prison Mike. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I would love to take Prison Mike as an option. <laughs> uh, I, I think that is a, a wonderful, wonderful choice. But I don't, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that's in the spirit of the game. Uh, you know, give me Moe's. Give me Moe's Shroot. Oh. I'll stay, I'll stay with the family. All right. Fair enough. I'm going to be honest. Um, I am diving deep into stuff that I, I'm starting to get to the I don't know territory. Um, so with my third pick, may not be the right third pick, but I'm going to go with uh, Craig Robinson's character. Kind of forget what is it called? Daryl. Daryl. All right, yeah, I'm going to go with Daryl for my third pick. Kevin, back to you. Last pick. Wow. Okay, so let's uh, – and i, I got to go in, a, in one of a bunch of different directions. I, You know, I like Oscar. I'm going with Oscar. I know he's a little too much of a know-it-all, but, but uh, I'm going that way. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I like Oscar. Don't love Oscar. I think Meredith is an underrated character. I don't think I can go with her. But like Meredith, uh, Jan is always an option along with Hunter. 
Uh, gotta love Hunter. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go, and I'm only doing this if we can type out the whole thing. Uh, I would like Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Oh, man. That might, this might be a little tough because I got into limited characters yesterday just for doing uh, Wisconsin Hall of Famers. Uh, all right. Well, whatever. I'll take Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. In spirit, it is Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration, not just Bob Vance. Gotcha. <laughs> you guys are speaking Spanish right now. I have no idea what's going on at this point. But... <laughs> If I started singing Hunter's song, took me by the hand. I won't do it. Oh, uh, the song is so bad. <laughs> right. um, with the last pick in today's Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery of Office Characters, I will go with. So I have um, I have Jim on my team. Should I go Pam, too, and get the power couple? Or do, do, I, go, right, yeah. do I go Idris Ilba's character? Idris Ilba's character? <laughs> Was that Charles, right? Yeah, Charles, Charles. Charles Minor. I, I can say it, uh, Kevin's going to win anyway. If, yeah. you, if you win, I will just assume that, that at this point the 1250 The Fan uh, okay. draft mockeries are, are rigged. I'm going to go with Pam. I'll go with Pam for yeah. my last pick. All right, quick recap of the teams. Kevin Holden, you had Michael Scott, Creed, Kevin, and Oscar for office characters. Scott, you have Dwight Schrute, Stanley, Moses Schrute. Moses, Bo- not Moses. Oh, okay. See, I'm- <laughs> A little foreign to the subject right here. Yeah. And then uh, Bob <laughs> Vance, am I getting that right? Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. All right, fair enough. My team consists of Jim Halpert, D'Angelo Vickers, Daryl, and Pam. Yeah, Kevin's. Congratulations, yeah, Kevin. Kevin. That's, 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 a, that's a big Congratulations. <laughs> I don't even think we need to put this up on Twitter. Yeah, I might vote for Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I might too, honestly. It's sometimes you have such a good draft mockery team that you have to vote for the other person. Although, actually, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to have uh, – what didn't Tim get like 2% of the vote once? I don't want that. Right. Well, so. I mean, on top of that, too, when we drafted traits in a woman for Tim Shea to date, one vote could have swayed the entire draft. But uh, Kevin and I ended up tying. But fair yeah. enough. All right. Ke- Kevin? Appreciate the time, as always. Thank you for doing this uh, dumb, stupid, weird segment with us. And we will talk to you, I'm sure, later on in the future. Guys, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. That's a lot of fun. And now I'm going to be quoting the office for the rest of the day here at the day job. Yeah, so, I figured uh, that one. So. I figured the draft mockery well, would go over well with you. Apologies to your coworkers, all right? Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. I'm going to say that so much they'll kick me out tonight. Jeez. Okay. Kevin, have a good afternoon, man. Thanks, guys. That was Kevin Holden joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan, has you feeling anxious, breathe. And like Great Midwest Bank, help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Also, thank you to Knight's Gourmet Popcorn for drafting that weird, wacky segment. Providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Make sure to mention 1250 AM The Fan for 20% off when you go there. Scott Grotsky. Yeah, disappointing. I, I, yeah. I, I knew Creed was going to go four, and that's, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't not take Dwight second, even though I really, uh, Creed is the best character in The Office. He is he is one of the best characters in any TV show. But congratulations to Kevin on his win. Thank you again, Kevin, for joining us. Uh, we'll step aside for a quick minute here at the top of the hour, and then we will be back with Pick a Lane coming up next on uh, the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM The Fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.